0: Um, what can you say, trying to get you to summarize this in a soundbite, yeah. uh, about the direction of the MCU and kind of your vision going forward? Is there anything you want to clarify? Uh, the Marvels comes out on Friday.
1: I think it would be interesting to start backwards, and that's what we're going to do, because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of fans are really excited about this post credit scene. Yeah, it's man. probably the most hyped up, insane post-credit scene that we've got from marvel in the past several years we got the hercules post-credit with the thor film and some other things that haven't really paid off yet and we still don't know how soon this is going to pay off but how cool was it to see the beast mm-hmm. guys
2: it was it was pretty cool that i was, was excited cool. yeah. oh,
1: and he was played by kelsey Grammer too that's just like a nerd's wet dream like he had mm-hmm. the uh, lab coat on you know the same as the beast from x-men animated series
2: on that like i don't know if you guys heard uh kelsey Grammer. like after the fact he came out in a video talking about how like excited he was to be back as beast even if that was it and he spoke about how important the character was to him and honestly that was like really nice to see because a lot of the time it feels like marvel has kind of become like everyone just is excited to work for marvel because they know they're going to make a ton of money they know that they're going to become like a household name but like they don't really care that much about the character it just it feels like a job and i mean that's i feel like that's kind of a vibe with phase four and phase five like everyone just kind of feels like they're going Through the motions, but like to hear uh, an actor say, like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I loved playing the character like uh, that, he'd always want to go back. That was that was nice,
1: yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that what makes and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but what makes Amon Vellani so infectious and fun to watch is that very reason Mm -hmm. you can tell whether or not you like the character, yeah, yeah, whether or not you like the character of Miss Marvel, which she's not my favorite character from the comics, but you can tell that she just loves the opportunity to be there with these actors, and she's so excited and hyped up about playing this character. So I think that's one of the aspects that makes her character so fun and Mm -hmm. her so fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, that post credit scene was absolutely insane. I know, Josh, that the nerd in you was just loving every second of that.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. I know I've told you before my wife, you know, that's how – I met seen another movie together star wars and then when i started talking to her and she's like oh one of my favorite is the cartoon x-men and i'm like this is the girl <laughs> so uh yeah i was very excited because especially bringing back in x-men because i love that cartoon growing up and i mean I still you know will watch a good cartoon but i definitely enjoy that i love the kelsey grammar i thought it was very well done and it, Got me
0: really excited. What's really funny about that is like when that like that time happened uh, for like the credits popped up, my wife got up and was like, let's go ahead and leave. And I was like, no, Marvel's pretty, uh, pretty famous for having post credit scenes. And then like whenever it happened, I was like, wow. So I had to explain to her how it's really like really getting X-Men into the Marvelverse. I thought it was really cool. And uh, it was kind of kind of funny to explain to her, like if people are getting up, I was like, oh, they're dumb. You know, let's go ahead and sit down. Let's wait. Let's watch. Something's going to happen.
3: It's crazy how
1: people still do that, right? And we also got the inevitable New Avengers angle. And hear me out on this real quick. I'm still not excited about the New Avengers. Never have I been excited about that concept. But the way that this was done in this film, I thought was probably the best way they could have done it. I'm not saying that, you know, the the rest of the film was like that. We're, We're starting backwards on this one. But the way they did the New Avengers build up, I thought was really well executed. What did you guys think?
2: I think it gives them a good opportunity to really make these characters stand out. With the announcement of like Marvel Spotlight, like how they're going to be producing Echo under Marvel Spotlight, they're going to be focusing on like the the more grounded storytelling. It sounds like Marvel is listening to the complaints. They realize that they're not going in that direction. Like that focuses on the characters. They've they've been focusing a lot more on plot. And like while it's fun to see like cool CGI stuff smashing into each other, if we don't care about the characters, we don't really care about the story. So Absolutely. I think that I'd be more interested to see like who else would join. But when it comes to like the characters of like miss marvel and um kate bishop they are very similar in the sense of like you know they're, they're like breathing life and, and into like the environments that they're in and they're like this like youthful energy and that's great but i think that having them all on screen would essentially force the writers to really make them distinct characters it'll make them dig into each of these characters so i hope that that's the direction that they go but i'm being very optimistic
4: yeah speaking of uh plot there uh <laughs> i don't think there was much of a plot here <laughs> to be honest with you i mean i'm what I saw of the the film was pretty much it was kind of a push for pushing in X-Men as uh, quick as they could because I think kind of Marvel's on that downhill slope. They're trying to pick it back up.
1: The Fantastic Four and the X-Men is what they know all the fans are clamoring right. to see at this mm-hmm. point. I think that they definitely, whether or not that was done last minute or not, I know that there was a lot of last minute editing and chops right. and cuts and edits of the film. As to what the original cut of the film was, and this and that, we don't know. But yeah, I think that they're definitely trying to say, like, "Hey, guys, wait! Don't leave us yet. We still got Let's get the cool people X-Men in." in the
3: I enjoy, but I also come from the background of having three girls, and I've been really mm-hmm. trying to get them in to comment yeah. and stuff. You know, just the world because it's what I love. So, I mean, we started like watching the Marvel Rising where they had the new Avengers. So it was exciting because they also got to see some of that connection. Being able, because we watched through the Kamala Khan, all the other uh, stuff, so they've seen it. And then connecting with Marvel Rising and getting to see them actually start a whole of the new Avengers, for me, is kind of exciting just because of them.
4: I actually think the scene also kind of harkened back to Sam L's entrance. as.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, yeah. It was it almost was like, like an homage. Yeah, the whole thing. Hey, I'm, I'm starting a band, basically, <laughs> is what he was saying. You know, I'm starting this group. I haven't watched any of the 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 actual new shows on on Disney, so I don't know. You know the whole Hawkeye thing. I need to go back and watch some of those. You don't, uh, but I haven't you watched don't. any of those. Oh, <laughs> so I don't. I have heard that I don't, but you know.
1: Now that we've talked about you know all the post credit scenes and everything like that, let's get into the movie a little bit. I'll start things off and say this: I have been a very vocal opponent of Captain Marvel, the first Captain Marvel film. I was not a fan of Brie Larson's performance. I thought that it was just insanely like wooden. Someone that just did not show any type of emotion. There was no character flaws with this character. It also didn't help that the way she came across in a lot of the press conferences and, you know, when they were promoting in game. Am I saying that I hate white dudes? No, I'm not. The film was not terrible, the first uh, Captain Marvel. It was not a terrible film, but I thought the weakest part about the film was her performance and her character. Fast forward to now, and I was really expecting to not like this movie at all. I was thinking it was going to be very, very, very lower tier. The film is still going to be a box office flop. We've already seen Mm -hmm. some of the lowest MCU numbers ever since the MCU started back in 2008. I mean, you know, this looks like it could possibly be a lower opening weekend than The Incredible Hulk, which is insane. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, it's um, confirmed now. They got it. Lower than Incredible Hulk, The Flash, all, everything the DCEU's ever put out, too. Like, the it's, Flash? It's, yeah, yeah, it's bad.
1: I think the biggest issue here is, well, probably a lot of that with, with Brie Larson and Captain Marvel in the first film. The first Captain Marvel made a lot of money, but I think mm-hmm. that it was because of the era that it was released in. It was mm-hmm. sandwiched in between two really important Marvel films. Okay. It was right before Avengers Endgame and people felt like they had to watch Captain Marvel and they kind of did to understand what was happening in Endgame. Here we are now and it's almost like audiences are at a point where they're just fed up with Disney's BS, (laughs) for lack of a better term, right? They've given us a lot of subpar stuff, especially on Disney Plus, like Esoc alluded to earlier. (laughs) So the brand, I think overall, is just not where it used to be five years ago. The reputation... Is at a much lower place. And when you give us a film like this with characters that you barely even gave us anything on in WandaVision and in Miss Marvel, top everything off with the cherry on top that is Brie Larson, I just don't think that it's a recipe for success. What do you guys well, I, think?
2: I, I feel like that before there was like this barrier for entry when it came to quality. Before a movie or like a, a series or anything would be made, like it had to already be good enough. Since Marvel's grown so much, they lowered that barrier of entry and they just focused on quantity more than anything that's the result of it and i think people are frustrated with marvel because of their response and you know it, like the writer strike the actor strike and like you know the the pandemic it like slowed down really their ability to change any of their plans like they started with like you know these disney plus series that were really stagnant and it's been a, a bad couple of years at disney i think the reason people are so frustrated is because disney a lot of the time when they're faced with criticism before acknowledging that their product is bad, they immediately blame the fans in one way or another. Like I I did a video like a couple weeks back where I went through every single excuse that Disney has used to like deflect criticism. They like, they've used everything that you could imagine, like ableism, racism, sexism, like, like everything, except maybe this product just wasn't that good, you know? And I'm not sure if you guys read the variety article um, about the MCU, Um, Yes. But yeah, so like producers at the at Marvel, like apparently they've been sharing these same exact complaints about the series that the fans have internally at Marvel. They hear those complaints from the executives, from the producers, and then they turn around and tell their publishing team, oh, yeah, put out an article about, you know, it being racism, about the criticisms coming from that place when they know damn well that it's not finally like i said with marvel spotlight and the direction that they're taking echo for example or the fact that they announced that they threw the entirety of daredevil away in the trash and they're starting new so that they can you know focus on essentially creating a sequel to the netflix show and they got the uh, the showrunner for punisher on it to, they're going in the direction that the fans want
4: them to go now they have john bernthal in in there
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he's he's gonna be on the show. But um okay. they yeah, the the oh. person who is writing the show now is the guy who wrote the Punisher show. And I think that oh, the, okay. the only reason that the person who did Daredevil isn't coming back is because like two weeks before the writer's strike ended, he went like on a tirade on Twitter, essentially like talking about Disney's bad practices, like for example, the way that they would renew three seasons of a show and then change the name of the show to technically have it be a new show so that they wouldn't be forced to give the actors raises. And then like two weeks later, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're throwing everything away and just get the guy who did Punisher, you know, because it's kind of a bad look for them to hire the Daredevil showrunner after he just dragged them. But I think the frustrations are well placed. And I think that Marvel's finally doing the right thing about them. Yeah, Yeah,
4: I think that those series are some of the greatest other than the films, you know, at that time, though, uh, Daredevil, Punisher. Yeah, those, if anybody hasn't watched it, they need to check in and watch those. Those are top of the line, right there.
0: They had their
1: flaws too, though. The Defenders was a very bad. Bad. yeah.
4: I'm not talking about the Defenders. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking bad. about Daredevil, season and one and two, and, and, and the Punisher.
1: Season of Jessica Jones. Luke Cage started off really strong, but then the second yeah. half of the first season
2: mm-hmm. was yeah. They got they got rid of Cottonmouth, and then like it just went downhill from there. Like he was yeah. such a great villain, but I mean, I guess he's gonna yeah. play Blade, so it's alright. I have spent like the last two three days arguing with like every person that i know because like i am the only person that i know that really enjoyed the marvels and like i'm shocked by that honestly like because like you said that you like you didn't like captain marvel's character the movie was fine i hated everything about captain marvel like everything about it like the plot the character all of it in my opinion was very dumb like it was just not well done like they ruined the scrolls they're still trying to recover from that the Marvels from start to end, I just had fun. Like I hear a lot of people's complaints, and it's not a perfect movie. Like there are two things that are silly, objectively silly. Like the the storyline with the kittens. I think that like it started off very silly, and it like it's not even that it was silly, but just the way that it was filmed. It just felt like it was a reshoot. Like it felt like it was filmed on a different day, on a different set for a different movie. I liked right. how it ended. Like I, I thought it was funny, right? Like I, I enjoyed that scene, honestly. I just thought that it started badly, and the scene with when they go to like that that singing planet, I I enjoyed the beginning of it. I thought it, I thought it was fine. Like I, I hear a lot of people hated it. I, I hear that mm-hmm. I do, but I'm like, you know what? It's silly. It's okay. And the reason that I liked it a lot is because it gave Captain Marvel an opportunity to express emotion, to like be a human being, and and that's something yeah, that was like sorely missing from the first movie. Like she she just acts like a person here. And that's dope. Like that—that's—that's that's the kind of thing that I wanted to see. The second that that man looked at Miss Marvel and said, "Use your scarf," and then Miss Marvel started using a scarf to like beat the out of like fully grown adult soldiers. I was like, "I was like, are you serious?" Like, okay, yeah. Like that's just stupid to me. Like, why'd you have to do that? Like, it was it was almost solid. Then it wasn't. But like, other than that, oh, also, Nick Fury. I love Nick Fury. Love Samuel Jackson. I didn't like him in this movie. I don't understand the purpose that he serves, right? Like he he started off as like this badass spy who's like stands up for for the Avengers against whoever, and like you know he he's behind things. Like he was this very cool dude, and like in this movie he's like a witty grandpa, right? Like he's kind of just like dropping one liners here and there. Black girl magic. I agree with uh, Esoc though. I half enjoyed
0: the first movie of uh, over this movie, and I I really did like this movie a lot right um but i, I felt like it was very predictable i mean my wife were actually talking about it afterwards and i was like it's like yeah like you knew what was kind of gonna happen like you knew obviously they're gonna survive they're gonna find a way off the escape pod they're gonna you you knew that they're gonna be the villain at the end and they're gonna complete the whole harem circle you know they had this issue they did this issue and next thing you know they go and Retribute somehow, right? I just feel like the buildup could have been a little better. I feel like at the end, you know, I guess we're not spoiler worthy here. I feel like that could have, like, showed more emotion. I feel like it just kind of happened. It could have been a better buildup, you know? There could have been, like, a scene where she comes in, she like looks at them a little bit more and then she, you know, goes in with like a buildup like with a riser or something. I just felt like the editing was very crappy. I honestly love the little funny scenes they did for character break moments. There was a lot of times when like, and I agree with Isak on how Nick Fury really didn't serve a purpose. He didn't really like, he was just, he feel like he's just there to be there because they know he's a facilitator. And are they gonna relate him to the scrolls in some of these movies or not right. We don't, we don't really know that. And that kind of bugs the crap out of me personally. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they have not connection their whole planet just got warped right and all the oxygen sucked out like you feel like he would be more involvement in, there would be more connections to that and i feel like it's i feel like there probably was some things filmed like that they were just very lazy in post to connect all these things together
2: on that note with nick fury and the scrolls i i just can't see how it makes sense right like how can secret invasion and miss marvel exist in like the same universe right like the entire plot of secret invasion is that nick fury Quote unquote tries to find the scrolls a planet, but he can't find them a planet because right. he, one, one just doesn't exist. Then we find out that Nick Fury just stopped trying at a certain point and just he's kind of been taking advantage of the scrolls as as his like you know little spy agency. The scroll's entire motivation is wow, Nick Fury promised us a planet and he hasn't found one, therefore, we're gonna take over Earth. Nick Fury sucks in this movie. Like in this movie, they go to the scroll planet. Oh. And they're like, we they hey, have a whole planet. The scroll planets destroyed. Oh no. And I'll, just pretend secret invasion didn't happen. If, 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 you, if, you, if you just pretend it didn't happen you can enjoy this movie for what it is but like think about that there are just so many inconsistencies that it, it just breaks the canon did. It, 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 bu- it
0: bugged me honestly i'm not gonna lie yeah. to you like part of my soul was like i just like waste my time watching secret invasion for it to be some like i wish they would like say hey this really didn't happen in this timeline or this universe you know like that's a different reality like okay i can accept that But like a lot of like the connections and like his character development, he went back to just a broke old man with no urgency. And I get he has to kind of be there to serve a purpose, right, for the storyline. I just felt like there's a lot of connections, a lot of like plot twisting, a lot of character development that could have happened in this that just really didn't happen. It bugs me because I love character development. Like we're gonna build up a moment, have like a riser of some sort. I want some character development there. And I was a little I was a little confused a little bit. Like, who the heck is this? I was like, oh, she saved Jersey City. Maybe I didn't watch that one. You know, I was like, Damn. I was
1: well, a Nobody little... watched that, so don't feel bad. I think that part of that is due to some of the projects having to be shuffled. You know, the movies and the shows. Kind of like how yeah, they did I all those,
0: like, like, 54 movies, right? They had them all planned out to all go out in certain areas during COVID.
1: Yeah, COVID had a big part to play. And then also recently, like- Isak said earlier the strikes, right? So a lot of things have been shuffled around. As far as what you mentioned earlier about the singing planet, I wasn't a big fan of it, but it, it wasn't something that just ruined the entire movie mm-hmm. for me. I didn't think it was awful, but I also didn't, you know, love it. So I'm just kind of somewhere in the middle when it comes to that. Like as far them. as the humanization of Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, I <laughs> will agree to an extent. I think that we did see more emotion from her, <clears throat> we did see a more likable character. You yeah, know, I liked her a
2: lot in this movie, honestly. Yeah, like, I like I like the main trio.
1: I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I would say that I liked her <laughs> a lot more, a whole lot more than what we saw from the first Captain Marvel film. Uh, so we got to see a little bit more from her. And it was also an interesting concept how, you know, it was almost like she was more of the villain of this movie as opposed to Darbin. She went to this planet and, you know, decided, I mean, of course, the reason she decided to destroy the Supreme Intelligence, you know, from the first film was because it was something that, ruined her life in a lot of ways so she was like screw them and screw that i'm going to go to that planet and destroy that supreme intelligence but there was a lot of consequences from her doing that and also seeing the perspective of darbin you know when she was younger seeing the annihilator come to her planet and destroy this and it causing so many consequences for mm-hmm. them as a people i thought was an interesting concept yeah, i didn't yeah. hate darbin like a lot of people did but i just also thought she was incredibly bland Just as bland as the Dark Elves from, you know, Thor Dark World. It's not a villain that's just awful, but it's just a villain that's just kind of,
2: eh. I think we're going to find out that with this movie, there were a ton of reshoots. It's what, like an hour and a half? Like, typically they're like two hours. I think this movie was reshot to hell and edited down like crazy. One scene that looked like it was added in is that, like, emotional moment between, like, Monica... Miss Marvel and uh, Captain Marvel, where, like, you know, they crash land after they save the scrolls or save as many scrolls as they can. There's, like, a moment of conversation between Monica and captain marvel that is the approach that they went in this movie whereas in the first movie they went with the miss marvel approach like we see throughout this movie how miss marvel sees captain marvel not as a person but as this like perfect superhero you know like this she she didn't really understand captain marvel as a human being that was how they approached the first movie they didn't approach captain marvel as a human being they approached her as like oh look she's super powerful and like strong and and she can do anything and she's the strongest and that's that was miss marvel's like immature perspective whereas this movie takes like a more nuanced like approach where she's away because she feels guilty like and i i love that explanation right because i didn't vibe with the idea that captain marvel is just like not on earth because she protects space like that that was always dumb to me like like it just felt contrived you know but here it reminds me of like um I'm not sure how, you, how familiar you guys are with, like, um, John Stewart in the comics, but, like, like this guilt that is carried, you know, over the accidental annihilation of a planet, like, it gives so much depth. Her reasoning for not coming back, it, it makes sense. I, I like that a lot. I did.
4: So was the whole Annihilator thing and all that, was that in the first movie? Because I seem to have forgotten, I guess, that. No. What I'm saying is, actually, when I look at the whole movie, I think what we have here is three films that were pieced together. Really, Brie deserved a full movie by herself, focusing on that, her story. I think what happened here, uh, you know, with the studio and everything, they said, oh, I don't think all three of these girls can really carry a movie, their own separate movies by themselves. Ultimately, they went with this kind of piecemeal Type thing there were some good scenes where you know they really like like you said jonathan humanized captain marvel <laughs> i actually even liked some of the scenes on the spaceship well first of all you know i like the whole tank top thing she was really going out there for the <laughs> 40 old men you know I, I think she was really trying to bring us back but at the same time i think those were kind of humanized kind of she showed a little bit of vulnerability there to where you know you'd Kind of like Esau was saying, she wasn't just this super awesome superhero all the time. You know, she did have her human side and, you know, where she has to reflect. She has these weaknesses. I did enjoy those also. But uh, that's kind of what I've seen. I, I wish we could have saw more of her story instead of just just these, you know, a little bit. We were told a lot of her story just told. We We didn't see a whole lot of it. I did this. I did that. Like the whole Annihilator thing. I I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know anything about it until like right at the end.
0: Annihilator. I don't like that name.
2: Okay. I I kind of like that that that. build up though. Right? Because like the whole movie, they're like, every time they mention like Captain Marvel, they call her the Annihilator. And like, there's like a genuine fear. Like this is like the super villain. And she's like, no, we got to start now. Like the Annihilator. And then when we find out why, like, I feel like that was a satisfying reveal. I have a question though i get the natural resources being gone i get that but like (laughs) what did they do to their son exactly like how how could they and like why would they have done that to their son they're like oh because of captain marvel there was a civil war because of the civil war no more resources and no more sun i get how one of those things happened, and i i like i can't i can't even begin to find like a rational explanation for why anyone in a civil war would be like, you know what? I'm going to blow up the sun. I'm going to make the sun not work anymore. Or like how that would even happen.
1: They said in the film that that was kind of one of the consequences from her destroying the supreme intelligence. A lot of it spanned from that. But it, like you said, it was very vague. So we don't, I don't know that for sure. But I think that that's what they were trying to say in the movie.
2: I don't know. Like in, in the first movie, they established the supreme intelligence, but they never show us the supreme intelligence. They show us like, it's that old white lady's name. Like the, <laughs> I, like the I they... the, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like the gender swap, like Marvel, and they're like, oh, like they, mm-hmm. they, they find out that the Kree are run by this AI, and they've just been oppressing everyone, and they're not like actual heroes. They're the villains, and and then she stops that. I don't know how that translates to like son, no more. You know, I, I I don't know. I just feel like they, they needed they needed. Maybe the
4: it was time. just kind of like an uh, atomic bomb type thing, and the when it blew up. You know, those little pieces floated up in the sky and caused the sun to malfunction. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I say, I'm trying to make it up, man.
3: <laughs> I agree with that. And it's nice to hear because there were some things I thought, did I miss something? I mean, I agree with that. It was some of that was a little confusing. And then also, yeah, the Secret Wars, because I got through watching that and I was in the same spot where I'm like, wait a minute, he couldn't find him on the planet. And I'm like, What where what am I missing? Am I missing some movie that something happened? Because the only thing he really did, I think he shot somebody once, Nick Fury. And so, yeah, I agree that it was kind of like he stood back. Overall, I did enjoy it as well. i heard a lot of you say you still enjoyed it. I did. Like I said, being a father, I also enjoyed it through my girls because my girls, absolutely, two of them were like on the edges of their seat when the cat started eating people. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I love that. Up, that was <laughs> terrifying. You see that, you know, like <laughs> looking over, me. and so it was kind of yeah. exciting to see them get excited <laughs> about it. But yeah, I liked it because I did love Miss Marvel as, as well. I like the TV show, and I like that whole dynamic of the worshiping Captain Marvel and then getting to see that she's human. I thought that was
2: really great. Yeah, that was It brings
3: bring it back, back to Peter Parker, you know, where yeah, you have.
2: Yep, like, yep, one hundred percent. It's. I, yep, mean, I mean,
3: you get right. to realize, hey, they're human. They mess up. And you get to see that side so i like that humanization of and then also i'm a huge monica Rambo because i'm very old school and the first time i saw captain marvel was in the old secret wars i remember the first time captain marvel when it came and they're showing previews and i'm like wait a minute i thought captain marvel was black i thought wait where am i and i'm like trying to think i'm looking back at my old comics and i'm like wait and then i get to see the whole monica rambo in the background on the first one. And I'm like, okay, so there is, they are gonna bring that in. But you know, it kind of threw me, but then I was excited to get to see that and get to see her part in that from my old comic days of Secret Wars.
0: I think ultimately I agree with you. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Obviously the main focus of this movie of the Marvels was the character development of Captain Marvel. Like that's pretty much the only story that got told if I'm being honest with anybody. But there was a lot of whys. I feel like they did have the reason for the whys like pieced in there but I do agree that they kind of took pieces from like other movies that are potentially were supposed to go out and they just slapped it into this movie. They kind of give it some basic backbone, but still leaves like people that care about the story. Cause not everybody watches these movies, right. They care about the actual character development stories personally. Like, I think even my wife, before I taught her about content creation, she never like really paid attention to that kind of stuff, you know? Like, what's the character buildup? Like, what's this? Was that edited well? Mm-hmm. Like, did they have no emotion here? Like, that scene was really boring, you know? The villain, which actually was just somebody acting in retribution the whole entire time throughout this film because she was, she was salty of what happened, you know? It was like a zombie, personified in, like, you know, human form. It was like there was no emotion there, which is crazy because that's kind of how... Captain Marvel was in the previous movie, right? As like as like the hero doing everything. So I found it found it very interesting, but I did like it a lot.
2: I mean, honestly, on that point, like I hear that a lot and I hear like a lot of criticism about Darban. I liked her a lot as a villain, honestly. Like, she wasn't
0: bad. Like she wasn't as
2: M- bad as
1: everyone makes her out to be.
2: Like MCU villains, know. like great ones, maybe like Loki, Thanos, that's really it though, right? Like I feel like when we when we compare her to the other MCU villains, I'd give her like an A, right? Not not like an S tier, but like an A tier. Like I liked her motivations a lot they made sense. And I like I it was something about her first scene, the way that she spoke the lines, it it just felt very commanding. And it was very matter of fact, I like that she was coming from like a rational place. Because at first, she did try to uh, broker peace with the scrolls like to to build something with them. And then she was attacked by Captain Marvel. I I hate scenes in movies or TV shows where like, simply speaking up would solve the problem. I don't know why the scroll king wasn't like, actually, no, we didn't he was just standing there as she falsely accused them of like hiring Captain Marvel to attack that was dumb to me but i liked her a lot i, I hear a lot of people calling her like ronin the accuser like like a, a lame ronin the accuser i don't get the ronin the accuser hype i think that she's like significantly better than ronin the accuser ronin's motivation was work for thanos that's it get power stone work for thanos
1: speaking get of power. the power stone and the hammer mm-hmm. this was a major inconsistency in my opinion mm-hmm. why did the hammer If the Infinity Stones are supposedly destroyed, gone forever, why did that hammer still seem like it had that
2: power stone in there? So the the hammer itself is what's called like a heavenly weapon, I think. I think that's what what it's called in the movies. Like the hammer itself, the reason Ronin used it is because it has the ability to absorb like an almost infinite amount of energy and then like release it and use it, right? Like Ronan used it and he used the power stone to like conduct power into it. And in this movie, she used the the bracelet to conduct power into it.
4: Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Why didn't uh, Miss Marvel get both bangles at the end? Why did Captain Marvel have to take one? I mean,
2: I think the reason that Captain Marvel has it is because when they make the Young Avengers movie, like Miss Marvel, she would be too powerful for like any threat that like Kate Bishop has to face you know so like like they have yeah. to like i feel like they had to depower her a little bit so that like yeah. they're all relative kind of like avengers one where like they were realistically powerful like in avengers one it's like okay this is superhero stuff but it's not like crazy and then by the time we get yeah. to like end game it's like ant-man is like a giant just running around and like spider-man swinging and it's so
4: yeah. basically it wasn't really a story yeah. thing it was more of a you know kind of a yeah, yeah. I, i'm yeah. sure they'll like figure out a way to
2: put it into the story though they'll, they'll retcon it yeah.
1: i was also curious because i thought that the bangle is what gave
2: miss marvel her powers period at the end of miss marvel i am so glad that her friend is not in this in this movie because i did not like her friend i actually came on here to do the miss uh the miss marvel review right yeah that was yeah, 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 last yeah. Year. like i i liked the family dynamic so much and i liked yeah. her as a character I thought everything else sucked. Like the the villain, yep. was bad. the two villain groups were bad. Like the, the plot was weird and disconjointed. Like it it was like they were doing two things at the same time. It was like that organization that like keeps superheroes in check was one villain, and then like the people from an alternate dimension that is literally never brought up again are the other villains. It it was it was just nonsense. She had a friend throughout the whole show who was like the the guy in the chair. I don't like him because he's a high school student and they make it the least believable that he would be able to get the answers to the things that he gets the answers to. Peter Parker, it's like, you know, he's a genius. You know, when it comes to like Ant-Man's daughter, like she made that thing. I thought that was a bit ridiculous, but she's using the technology of who is essentially her grandma and grandpa. Like she she had like ridiculously intelligent scientists help her with this thing. At the end of Ms. Marvel, he basically gets a sample of her blood and he's like, oh, this bangle. Power doesn't come from the Bangle. The Bangle unlocked like a mutant gene like inside of you. So like Miss Marvel is technically like the first MCU mutant. But yeah, they yeah, they kind of like shoehorn that in towards the end which doesn't really make much sense. Like they essentially gave her the Inhumans origin. She got the thing and a weird thing came from the thing that she got. And then she got powers from it, but they just kind of threw the Inhumans concept in the garbage.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because that, yeah, you reminded me. um, That was the reason she had powers was,
2: you know, they played that little X-Men theme there. (laughs) Oh, and okay, wait, but the end credit scene, I forgot to mention it earlier. I don't know if y'all noticed it, but like, it's a completely new theme. They combined the the X-Men 2 theme with the Days of Future Past theme. It was so good. It, I don't know if anyone's like talked about it anywhere, but like I've like rewatched it a couple of times and then I looked in the credits and like both are both are sourced there. And it's I hope that they I hope they run with that theme for the X-Men moving forward.
1: That's very interesting. Guys, if you had to break it down and if you had to give this film a rating on a scale from zero to ten, zero being awful, unwatchable, I never want to see it again, and ten being perfect in every way possible, where would you rank it? We'll start off with you, Mr. Jonathan.
4: What I would say, I would give it a six. I enjoyed it as far as the ride, everything. But like I said, I just feel that it was kind of piecemealed. I give it a six because I, I, I think the, uh, the girls, I think Sam L, all of them, I think they were giving it their all. So I give it one more point. I was thinking maybe five, but I say around six. I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. It's been a while since I went to the movies. Uh, and watched anything, so I don't think it was just super great, but it was enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with you, Jonathan. I gave it a six. And those of you that don't know, I have a list in my phone that I have to kind of compare every movie, you know, uh, to every other superhero movie. But whenever I was looking at my list in the six region, there, you know, I had uh, movies like Iron Man three, The Dark Knight Rises. And I felt like the Marvels fit in in a lower tier in that six range. Like
2: the Dark Knight Rises is a little low.
1: Well, uh, a lot of people think that, but yeah, I also I was very that. disappointed with the Dark Knight Rises, but that's a whole nother debate. No, that's true. Other no
2: I I can I can understand why this movie features some of the best action sequences in the MCU that I've seen since like Winter Soldier, right? Like the way that they the way that they implemented that. like the, the fact that they were switching back and forth. Like I was actually like at the edge of my seat, like genuinely excited to see how this fight would go down right like when we saw like captain marvel like switch with monica and like i was like very into it and it was funny because like i caught myself very into it and i was like damn they got me
4: i did like that first scene maybe it was just because kind of my adhd brain was kind of kicking in and you know missy was dropping it (laughs) you know i was i was going with it man you know and then they were Doing their little flip and blip and all that, yeah. So I like that. I wish we could have kind of seen, maybe they would have cranked that back up on at the end. Saw them actually kind of using the powers a little bit more, you know. Got Missy back at the end and then dropped that <laughs> again. And then, yeah. <laughs> like I was saying, guys, I was just literally just about to
1: say that. It's like you read my mind, <laughs> Eastock, and then you just said it before I could say it. I was really happy with the fight choreography. Mm-hmm. That's something right. that means a lot to me. Because when I think of movies like Civil War and when I think of movies like the first Avengers, the reason they're ranked so high in my rankings is because of the super well choreographed fights. Mm -hmm. So, yes, if this film had anything going for it, it was a Amon Vellani and her infectious personality and B really surprisingly good choreographed fight sequences. Mm -hmm. I gave it a six as well. What do you think, Mr. Esot? What did you rate this film?
2: Honestly, I gave it like an 8, right? Like I I enjoyed it a lot, like a lot more than I would enjoy. It. And I think that like a lot of that comes from the fact that this movie addressed like almost all of my complaints about the first movie. Like I said I didn't like Samuel Jackson a lot in this movie. I like unfortunately love Samuel Jackson. I feel like his age is starting to show like, you know, there there were some scenes where he was like running around and it was he was like, you know, like it's just you <laughs> exactly. don't have to be an action star anymore. You're 76, you know? Like you, you don't you don't have to do that anymore. You could just you know, be the guy that sits in the chair. And while I didn't enjoy his performance that much, of the funniest joke, and and there was a, there was a lot uh, a lot of funny jokes in the movie. For some reason, I was like like laughing very hard at that scene where Black Girl Magic. You said it. Uh, Iman Vellani more or less carried. Like she brought a lot of the like glue. Um, I feel like Monica Rambeau was underutilized. They could have yeah. given her more to do a lot of the time she was just kind of there and then she sacrifices herself. I hope that this leads into like a solo series where we get more of her character and it could be set in like that X-Men universe, have that be the first step in. Like, Like I said, I really like Captain Marvel's character now. Like it's, I liked it. I hope that they keep going in this direction. And honestly, I feel like we should reward this kind of like change. I don't understand the people saying that it's like the worst Marvel movie ever. Those are like, I've seen a lot of reviews like that, essentially saying that this is like the most garbage thing that they've ever watched. I, I just can't bring myself to understand.
1: I kind of understand both arguments there, but it is pretty low when it comes to the MCU spectrum. My lowest rated MCU film is The Eternals, I think. It's a 5.5 or 5, somewhere in that ballpark. And that's still not a terrible film, but 5 for an MCU film is pretty low. So I'll do, I'll do a
2: 7.5, actually, 7.5. <laughs> there you <are>. go. <laughs> so, Josh, what do you think, man? What did, what did you rate it?
3: Well, thank you, Esau, because I actually was going to jump higher, and I felt kind of alone because I did. I, I was in the seven, in the seven, almost eight, just because I really did enjoy, so I'm going to say seven, but I did enjoy, like all the stuff we've been talking about, just the the fight scenes. I like the uh, even the emotional side. Maybe I'm just getting old and more emotional in my age. But also, like I said, too, dealing with my daughters, I had uh, two, like I said, on the edge of their seats, and I'm just excited that they're getting to enjoy this. And I enjoyed the movie. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of things that didn't make sense that kind of I wasn't connecting, thought I'd miss some stuff. And there were a few things that I didn't like, but overall I loved the movie and I really enjoyed it. And yes, I'm I'm right there with um Amon I love her character. I loved Miss Marvel. And so I really enjoyed that.
0: Like honestly, I know I know like the average rating for this movie right now is what, like a six point three. But I mean I would have to give it a higher rating too. I think seven, seven point two, uh, in my opinion. Um, I feel like it had so much potential. Mm-hmm. Um, with who was in the movie to kind of piece together some things. I feel like it was very short. And if it, I think given another like 45 minutes to be a traditional, like longer Disney movie, you know, for Marvel, it could have it could have been like the dynamic could have been a lot better. I know I really didn't like, you know, the villain. Like I I wouldn't say I didn't like. I would rate, you know, rate the villain probably like a, a B, right? In this movie. I know I know Isak said an A. And the reason is like really for me it's not like being emotional or being emotionless. Even though there was some back character development as the villain, as like the main reason why they're doing a lot of this stuff. There could have been more to it, you know, like they kind of went to like the I'm not too well on like the names like the water planet right now was just kind of seem, seemed like a thing that was kind of like pieced in there there could have been a little more to that you know that kind of like showed like why she's doing it what they're doing why did the sun like why do they need natural resource and it kind of kind of like built her arc out a little bit better as the villain in the movie like i 100 agree with the motive and why things are done you know it's like revenge sake for what happened and i love that i love that about the character development For me, there just needed to be a little bit more there, but I love the fight scenes. I love the action scenes. I feel like at the end, it could have been a little bit better with the action scenes. I I would have loved to see how, you know, the fight scene would have happened at the end if they would have pushed more towards that. I was actually really anticipating it because how the whole movie was so good with everybody fighting and at the end, you're like, oh man, that was it.
2: The reason I enjoyed how quick it ended like towards the end is because like throughout the movie, Captain Marvel is the annihilator. The entire army is scared of her for a reason. The only reason that, like, Darben really gets a W at any point is because they're switching and because they haven't mastered that, right? Oh, so, like, true. when, when yeah. they spend the time, like, training to master that, they take her out very quick. And I – it was, what, like, a minute and a half, a two-minute fight? They They just – 3v1 her so aggressively and like sh- it with such precision that I was like, all right, I mean, go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I love I, I do hear you though. Like they could have just given her a half an hour of, of backstory.
0: Honestly, if we, if we had more of the why to all those things we've talked about previously, dude, it's honestly a solid eight. Cause I love the humor they put in there for me, be a humor in a movie and like making you a little more emotionally attached. Right. is awesome. Building out like, like she doesn't have to show emotion again. I know, I know it sounded like before, like I said that she did, but if she's going to be that gloomy presence, right, make more ominous presence to it. Make more rising music to it. The background music, honestly, if I was going to give, like I'm big on background music, I would give it like a 6.5. And that could have made this movie a little more emotional. That gives you those goosebumps that you see in a lot of the other Marvel movies. I, I noticed a lot of the post issues. I've noticed I even noticed some edit flaws in the video uh, when I was watching the the movie, you know, what they could have done. And that's the reason it's not higher for me. But I, overall, I really did enjoy the movie. So I'm going to give it like a 7.2. Well,
1: guys, I appreciate you joining me for this episode of Comic Book Cinema. Make sure to check us out on the other socials. Also, check out W. Franken ESOC on their other socials. Until next time, guys, have a good one.